and everything is dark down there and I look around and everything is dark and I go back into my room and I turn on the light and I look and I have a mantle. Okay, in the corner of my living room, I've got a big cabinet and inside that cabinet is my television. On top of that cabinet is an old mantle clock that my grandparents received as a wedding gift in 1938, an electric mantle clock. It chimes the Westminster chime and everything. Be more about that in a minute. Um, and I look at it, and it's about quarter after four, twenty after four. Don't laugh, four twenty. I know. <laughs> um, in the morning, these guys don't show up till about seven thirty. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, okay. Close the door, turn on the TV, turn up the volume, <laughs> and be like, okay, I'm up. So yeah, so I later added that whole account. Um, Explain that, George. Right. <laughs> most most recently, so I was away. I, I was woke. I, I woke to the sound of someone running up the stairs, and I was awake a minute to two minutes later because I was already sitting up, rubbing my eyes, when I heard bump 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 bum, running down and giggling. So I was completely awake when that happened. I can black. assure you, to the, the best. What's that? It's the girl in black. Well, the woman in black or the woman in black. In sorry, no. Sorry, it's, you know what's funny though? It's, it, it is. It sounded a lot younger than Emma Tiedemann. What she died when she was fifteen. Now there have been four deaths in the house. That include well, that includes Louise Tiedemann, which is fifty-seven. There were also two caretakers of the house when it was owned by the Eintracht Club. One in the nineteen forties, Jacob Enns, and then Mister Victor who happened to die around 1965 or 66. Uh, those were two caretakers. But there was also a 13-year-old boy, Albert Mulhauser, who died in the house. But even at that, this laugh sounded too high to be a 13... Okay, maybe a 13-year-old kid, but it sounded like a little kid giggling running down the stairs, like a playful, giggly laughter of a child. This isn't. It didn't sound like a 15-year-old girl. And you had never experienced anything like that before? Not at that point, no. That's the first time that I had heard something like that. I heard whistling in the house. Okay. I've heard talking coming, like I thought that I had paused a, a movie on Netflix, and I thought that when I went outside, I used to be a smoker, so I went outside and had a cigarette, and when I came back in and I was walking towards my room, I thought the movie had, first night that I had the TV, I thought that the movie had unpaused. Apparently they don't unpause, and I didn't know that. I'd never had Netflix before. And I heard talking coming in there, and I'm like, oh, damn it. And I walk in, and no, the movie's still paused. And as soon as I opened the door, the, it got very quiet. Like, all of a sudden, the talking stopped. It was right on. there. Like, I walked in on a conversation, mm -hmm. and as soon as I opened the door, it stopped. So they're, you, if they're spirits, they're aware of our presence. That's interesting. Perhaps. Yeah, and, and on a note on that... Uh, a lot of people have asked me, has anything bad ever happened to you here? I, no, nothing, nothing bad has ever happened to me in the castle. Not bad, bad, bad like that. Mm -hmm. Shortly after I moved in, I was walking up the stairs with my brother and I felt like I got stung in the leg by a bee. Now I've, I've not, not, I don't have anaphylaxis from bee stings, but I get pretty damn sick. Um, I'm mildly allergic and I thought there's an apiary, uh, in the yard next to us in the uh -huh. garden. I thought I got stung by a bee. So we went up into my room. My brother and I shook out, the, took my pants off, shook them out and I'm looking for a bee. We're looking and we saw a welt and the welt went away within a minute. Um, but within the matter of, uh, a few weeks, John and I were over there and we were finishing up the manuscript of the book and I read through the entire manuscript out loud with him while we were working on this. So if it is, as you might suggest, a conscious haunting that's aware of us, they are aware of who I am, what I'm doing there, my take, and the fact that I'm telling the story true, and I'm telling their story <laughs> truly, <laughs> then maybe they're giving me are a reprieve. Are you ever scared you're going to wake up and you're going to be like critiquing your work? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, correct, if, they, like... if they would at this point, they probably would have let me know by something. They probably would have erased <laughs> paragraphs from the book. So, no, people are, are like... You come back, like, your notes are crossed out. Yeah, that would know? be really interesting <laughs> if that happened. So, so we've had um, a lot of people ask, well, aren't you afraid to live there? I said, no, I'm fine living there. I'm like, look, until I get shoved 
shoved down the stairs or get knives thrown at me or yeah. wake up with a bunch of scratches or wake up with some ghoulish phantom hovering over my head going <laughs> that, that that I'm moving the hell out I'm, I'm done I'll, I'll move out um, so there's never been that feeling of a violent spirit no but I have had a few things happen early on uh, we did have one night where a couple things did get thrown around in the basement I don't think that was really meant to scare me, although it did unsettle me a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was a six foot step ladder and a four by eight sheet of plywood. They'd get tossed about an hour apart from each other. I don't know which got thrown first. I only found out about it after the fact, but it did make me jump out of my skin a little bit when it happened. Cause I was up in the office plugging away at the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Most recent thing that did happen though. And gosh, this is an ongoing thing. And this is where the clock thing mm-hmm. comes in. Excuse me. Wait, the B um, thing. You, oh, what, the B thing. What yeah. correlated with the like? What do you think that was? Uh, it was. I was making a joke. Unfortunately, at the expense of the house, oh. uh, a friend of mine had just gotten locked out of the house. I had a few oh, friends my. over, and he's like, "Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was locked." He's like, "I was a." Uh, um, he's like, he's, he's like, he's like, I thought the door's unlocked. The door's locked now, and I'm like, and I'm on the phone. He's calling me to let him in. I'm like, dude. Haunted house, hello. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've, uh, uh, whatever. And I'm like, ah. Uh. And so walking up the stairs with my brother after I let that in, that's when I got the wow. to the leg. Um, so it happened in conjunction with that. The little boy didn't die from, like, bee stings. Uh, yeah, no, you know. Oh, uh, that would be nuts. Uh, he, I, you know, I don't remember what he died from, but it wasn't bee stings. Oh, gosh. What's if it's bee stings? Would have been horrible <laughs> if it was bee stings. Um, I want to say it was... Uh, You know, I have it. It's in the book. We can we can scroll to it. It's a, uh, it's in chapter like ten or eleven or something. It's long after all. The picture of Louise. That's supposedly, by the way, that was uh, the woman in black. That's who they believe to be the woman in black is Louise Tiedemann. Now there's a later photo of her. Um, she was not. A, she was not a depressed woman, uh, though, uh, as they like insinuate. <laughs> she was not. In, now, recently, a friend of mine, Zach, uh, came over to the house, and he'd never been over. And I have a number of the family photos hanging in parts of my uh, part of the apartment. And while I was sitting there making drinks for him and my friend Sean, who come over, and he starts on one photo of, of all people, Emma Tiedemann. He's like, man, these are some creepy pictures, man. And I'm like, yeah. In fact, why don't you scroll ahead to that photo? I'll, I'll, I'll show you like, guys. Yeah, don't say that out loud. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit. Yeah, you're getting. Yeah, it's in. Uh, oh. No, it's okay. Keep going. It, that's Emma. But yeah, that's. Uh, Is that the girl? No, that's. That yeah, that's, yeah, that would be her. And uh, there's oh, Louise. That's, scary. that's Louise. <laughs> that's Dora. So keep going a little bit farther, and uh, yeah, it's in this chapter here. How do and people find this book that might want to the follow? The next one? photo. Oh, you can. How do they find this photo? Yeah, this, or this book. Oh, keep going a little bit more. How do people um, order your book? You know, I think we went past the photo. Oh, do we? No, no, keep going. Keep going. It, it's the next photo. Uh, well, you can find it at Giant Eagle. That's the one. Um, but you can also find it in dumpsters, uh, secondhand uh, stores, garage sales, uh, people just it giving it away. Though? Yeah, you can get it yes. on Amazon too, Actually, and it, most any bookstore yeah, in the area. Yeah, too. if you have a Kindle or even just a smartphone, oh, yeah. you can get it right on your smartphone through the Kindle app. And we keep talking about it. What's yeah. the name of the book? Haunted Franklin Castle. Okay, wasn't my first choice, but that's what I want. <laughs> I want a Ghosts and Legends of the Franklin Castle, or I like that better. Frank Cleveland's Franklin Castle, or Franklin Castle building a Cleveland legend was the original title I was going for. So I have this photo hanging in my uh, living room, and um, Zach made a really rude comment about it. Oh, who yeah. the blank is this blank? Oh, she's blank and blank. She's a effing, oh, she's effing creepy man. And I'm sitting it. there, and while I'm doing that, I'm like, uh, that's, that's, that's my friend's great aunt. You know, I'm like, that's, that's, also who supposedly haunts the castle. And I'm sitting there, and I just made blender drinks. You know, I was telling you guys about the blender drinks earlier. So I got a blender. And I'm poor Sean's. And I set his glass down. As I'm pouring Zach's, I'm like. I'm like, yeah, dude, can you, oh, well, you should toss that picture out, man. She's effing hideous. And as I'm pouring it, I hear, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I look, and there's this perfect line going around about that far up in the bottom of the glass. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Bam, the whole bottom of the glass goes out, and I have frozen raspberry vodka lemonade all over the floor. And I'm like, 
I'm not going to, yeah, F-bomb. And I'm like, and I'm like, damn it. And I throw the glass over into the sink and the guy's like, oh shit. And they come running out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, as we're sitting there, I'm, I look at Zach. I'm like, don't you say another word. Yeah, man. Don't and insult the ghost. You got, yeah. So I got, I got pissed. So I was, uh, so yeah, he ended up, you know, standing there. I'm like, you just don't, he's like, well, and he, he's like, well, I don't believe any of that stuff. I think it's just your glass is old. And I'm like, Class isn't that old. I'm yeah, saying, why did why did yours break and not, you know, Sean's as I'm finishing yours? And got so plenty was, of old glasses. Yeah, it's, and then they're they're not old glasses, they're, but they're that happened while Yeah, while that was going on, the bottom of the glass. It was like 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 out of Poltergeist where the the, the bottom of the glass. Not my yeah. fault, you know. In in the movie, and I'm like I'm like that is that's a, and that's the first time that that had ever happened mm-hmm. uh, at the house. It happened just as he was. Saying that garbage about that photo, that photo of Emmett Tiedemann. Um, kind of reminds me of Ghostbusters when they're <laughs> <laughs> the second one when they're oh. in court. Oh yeah, yeah. He's talking about they, the the Scalari brothers. They come, they come the jumping right like, out. He's going on and on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Who's what you told to them? They don't believe. I thought you meant like where do these stairs go? They don't. They go up. <laughs> I love that line. Um, so. One of the most re- that that happened more recent than what I'm gonna about to tell you. Um, I moved back into the house on my brother's birthday, October 18th. I got home from Putin Bay for the season, um, and uh, I was back at the castle. Fifth year, it's sweet. And I dozed off as I oftentimes do on the couch, um, watching TV, and eventually I just turn off the TV. Now most times I go and crawl into bed. You know, I just I need something on in order to. Uh, is I, like I, you know, I yeah, pr- problems yeah. falling asleep, you know? So, um, so I'm lying there and I turn off the TV and I'm, I'm lying in bed. Now I got this thing. It's like, Hmm. So sometimes my brain wakes up at about four o'clock in the morning. Um, then my bells wake up at about seven in the morning and then the rest of me doesn't wake up till about 10 o'clock. So we just, <laughs> we, we take care of it in that order. So at about four or five in the morning, I'm sitting there and I'm on the, on the couch and I just kind of roll over and I'm looking and the TV's off and I'm looking at the mantel clock that's above the TV cabinet. And there's a light shining on it. Hmm. Now, I'm pretty sure lights don't normally... It, now, you do get lights on the wall around it when there's a car coming up for, uh, 44th from 44th from Randall to 44th. Yep. So you do get a light on the wall. I'm thinking that's what it is because it's like a bl- bluish gray sort of like a light shining on the glass of the face of the clock. And uh, I'm just kind of looking at it. And I, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. And I'm like, that's kind of forming something. I start rub- doing this whole thing. I'm rubbing my eyes and then I sit up and I'm rubbing my eyes. And I'm sitting there and I'm kind of looking at it. And as I'm watching it, I'm kind of like looking outside, like, where the hell is that light? Because it's really bright on there. And I'm like, where the hell is this coming from? And I'm kind of doing this. The side window, I'm like looking at the kitchen light. I don't see anything shining in that way. Like, the hell am I looking at? And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. And as I'm staring, it's coming more and more into focus. It's a man's face with big sideburns and a lot of hair. And he doesn't look real happy. And... <laughs> I have no idea who the hell this is because it doesn't look like anybody that's photographed in the... Okay, maybe Hannes Tiedemann when he had the beard, but this man didn't seem to look like he had a beard, just big sideburns. You know what it kind of looked like? Is if you ever see the uh, remake of The Haunting, that painting of Hugh Crane that they write, they paint a welcome home now. Yeah, okay, that whole thing. It kind of looks like that, but like a bluish gray, and, I, and he doesn't look real happy. Sort of like a face like Vigo the Carpathian <laughs> on it. And I'm just kind of like looking at this and I'm awake and I'm seeing this. And this thing's kind of like going like looking down at me now like this. And I'm like, and I'm feeling around on the uh, steam trunk that I use as a coffee table next to the couch. And I just, there's the remote. Turn on the TV. Turn up the volume. <laughs> because if it's going to tell me something, I don't want to hear it. Like, and I roll <laughs> over and I'm like, nope, F this. And I roll over and I'm like, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. I'm wow. like, and I'm not going to go into my bedroom because there's nothing in there at all. Oh. And I'm like, I go in that room which happens to be the room that uh, Louise Tiedemann passed away. And I'm like, no, nah, because there is no TV to distract me in that room. I'm not going into that room. That room is supposedly the most haunted room in the castle. And I, it's my bedroom. And I'm like, this is one of the reasons I don't sleep in it that often. No. Um, 
things do happen in there as well. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay on the couch, just turn up the volume on the TV, keep the TV on. And I'm like, okay, that's good. All right, that's nice. So for the next uh, number of nights, I kept trying to see if that would appear again, and it hasn't. But uh, the following weekend, that Saturday, I had a friend came over, Sonny, she came over, we hung out for a little bit, and um, uh, I was telling her about what had happened on the clock. Now, the clock hadn't chimed since about March or uh, in a March, early April, uh, doing the Westminster chime after she left, it started chiming again. Ooh, this is cool. So it's going through that ding, 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 ding. So it does the whole Westminster chime. The whole, mm-hmm. this is great. It's working again. Sweet. Nice. It works. Um, couple nights later, three nights later on, on Tuesday, I had a few friends come over. We were talking again about it. And after they left, I told them about what I had seen and how oh, the clock started chiming again. And then it started, I swear to God, this, uh, this clock is schizophrenic or something. Um, it does the whole Westminster chime, the whole ding, 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 ding. And then when it starts chiming, and doing the hours, it goes ding, 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 ding. It does it again. It does it like three or four times in a row. I'm like, oh my god, it's the yeah, middle of the night, the ding, and I'm like, ding, I'm like, yeah. shut up! And it stops. Oh. And 15 minutes later, it goes boom. <laughs> I'm like, piece of crap. So, so a couple friends came over uh, last night and we're hanging out for a little bit and I told them about this and I'm like, yeah, I think my clock has like some sort of a psychological disorder or something. It has something going on with They're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, here comes the top of the hour. We're saying it stopped chiming. It didn't chime at all. I'm like, you mother. Like <laughs> the yeah. clock. And so now, so on the plus side, I can actually sleep an entire night without this thing going off every 15 minutes. So hopefully it'll shut up for a little while. Yeah. It's, it's nice to hear it again. Cause it reminds me of grandma and grandpa's house over on 41st in Newark. On the con side, is that it? Yeah. It goes off and does his weird schizophrenic things in the middle of the night. So, so now it's between me and the clock. So resolved. To just accept that spiritual activity is happening there. Some yeah, yeah. what else can I do? Well, I, I, it's like I moved into it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but many, did you believe before you moved into it? Did well, believe? I, I believe there was something beyond. I believe there was a possibility something beyond. I had a few things happen to me when I was younger. One time over at Prospect Place in Trinway, I did have something happen to me down there. Um, so but you, as far as it so really went. of The Shining. Sure, I can shine. I got the shine. I no, I've never. I I don't have any gift whatsoever. I I wanted to believe. I I was like uh, Fox Mulder. I want to believe. I you know, the truth is out there somewhere. So I moved into this as a skeptic, and um, since moving in, I, I feel my belief in something beyond this is a little bit more reaffirmed at this point. Um, again, though, even me telling you this is not proof, and even me witnessing it, not proof. Mm. Um, I can no more prove a haunting any more than I can debunk a haunting. I can look into the history of a place and prove or debunk that. But since we don't even know really what a haunting is entirely in its, in its truest definition, I can't prove or deny its existence. But I, I moved into it knowing that it had the uh, history behind it. And this is part of the legend of it. And it would be cool if things happened. And, and a number of things did but if it was anything bad, I wouldn't be there. Despite what Zach Baggins tries to insinuate and says that I'm under the influence of something dark in the house. Zach Baggins, you can kiss my... Uh, both my notes. Um, sorry. <laughs> Call him out on that. Um, he's kind of a prick. Um, We've said worse. Okay. Did you ever have like a talk with your dad, a follow-up talk? Like, hey, dad, you know what you said a long time ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we've, we've talked about this about uh, like, he's like, well, I just find it funny that you ended up there more than anything else. He's like, I thought he's like, it's just we, we both agree. It's just weird how things just sometimes um, work out. Um, something that uh, uh, back when the Romano family bought the house in the late 1960s, uh, and they were the first private family to own the house in more than 50 years or almost 50 years at that point. Um, Mrs. Romano, uh, Dolores Romano, she said, you buy the house, you get the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And she was very acceptant of what was going on. And they were the first ones to publicly report on the haunting of the Franklin Castle. Now, the haunting we we now know did extend to about 50 years earlier, at least, 
when the uh, uh, Shirky family owned the house between 1915 and 1921. Um, Dr. Shirky and his wife, their son, uh, Leroy, his wife lived well into her 90s, and she told her great-granddaughters, oh, yeah, when we lived there, yeah, the house was haunted. Our blankets used to get pulled off us in the middle of the night, and things would get moved around on their own quite frequently. She told that to her great-granddaughters in the early 1990s, I happen to be friends with one of her great-granddaughters. I went to school with her. Um, but So apparently the, the haunting had been going on for 50 years earlier huh. than the Romanos. But back then, you really didn't want to tell your neighbors yeah. because it'll get into the word of the Cleveland Press or the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and the next thing you know, you've got a week and a half, two weeks of articles about the haunted house on Franklin, mm-hmm. and then nobody's going to leave you alone. I found numerous articles in the in the Cleveland papers where it's this haunted house and that haunted house and it was some really and they would never give these people a moment's peace. So you didn't want to go about reporting on something like that to your neighbors. This I'm fascinates scared. me. Absolutely fascinates me. So mm. um I think I told you well maybe I didn't tell you. Uh the first house I owned actually was is around the corner from the Franklin mm. Castle. It's on West forty seven. Um that house is haunted. And I never experienced anything in the house. And the weird thing is, that I, think, I think I eat too much garlic. Probably they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like me around. Something about bulb vegetable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bulb yeah. food. Yeah, exactly. they don't water. like it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I do. I, I eat a lot of garlic Silver and stuff bullets. like that. Um, but chives. They don't like chives. Either, but you say the house is haunted, though. Yeah, it so was haunted. Whenever I wasn't home, because oh, even after my ex and I broke up. She lived downstairs, and I would live upstairs. And her uncle lived with me as well, and my sister lived there. And so there's four of us, right? If I was not there, nothing would ever happen. But as soon, huh. uh, as, soon as I left, as soon as I would leave the house, stuff would start happening. Uh, they would go downstairs, and they'd hear doors opening and closing and slamming and somebody walking around. And they walk upstairs, and there's nothing, nothing at all. And then this would go on and on and on. As soon as I would get home, it would stop. And so it's really weird that that would happen. But and this went on for the whole time I lived there, a couple of years. Hmm. And eventually, I, you know, I moved out, moved on. I sold the house eventually. Yeah. But uh, which I kicked myself for because it's a duplex in Ohio City. So right. I made a yeah. fortune on it. You'd be making <laughs> twenty four. Hundred dollars a month right? sitting there. Right? Yeah. Right. Some I, hipster I, kids I, live there. I kicked myself for that. But. Uh, but yeah, like like the whole time that I lived there, they would report these things. My my Steve, my own sister, would say, "Oh yeah, there's there's things that happen there," and uh, but whenever I was there, nothing. Same thing when I was younger, when I was a kid, lived way out in the country, uh, next door. Which I say next door. Every every household, you know, in the country is like five acres, right? So, <laughs> So next door, the house highly haunted. Same thing. Uh, they were they would report, and even people who had went there would report, you know, pots and pans flying across the room. Wow. And she was my sister's friend, so we'd go there. And whenever I was there, nothing. So hmm. I have the I have the the other version of your story where nothing ever happens around me. Yeah, I can relate. But but it <laughs> happens with the people that I know, which is really weird. So it's yeah. So, sometimes you're lucky that you're not seeing these things happen because sometimes it'll really mess with you if you do. But also, um, some, something that was once told to me was maybe the people and 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 being devout Christian also, you, maybe you can is that certain things are being revealed to us because we need to see these things. These things need to happen in our lives at a certain point. Um, maybe not just for our own personal benefit, for maybe the way that we have to uh, incorporate ourselves into society or the way we need to move forward, perhaps. Um, but I, I think that maybe these things might just be happening just because we need to see them at that time. Okay. Um, I, I, that's no excuse for it. It's, maybe it's just like, sorry you didn't see it, you know, but it's... Um, I'm definitely interested in hearing what my other spiritual friends. I mean, what, what what's your guys' take on ghosts and hauntings and stuff? I mean, is that a thing or no? Is it not a thing or Yeah, I mean, biblically there's accounts and and Jesus never admonished anybody who witnessed spiritual, you know, ghosts when they thought Jesus was a ghost walking through the water. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't like 
no, there's no such thing as ghosts. <laughs> he was just like, no, it was me. And then in my personal life, I've experienced a few things, Ooh. you know, that you can't. Well, you're not going to stop there, Mike. I mean, well, I the one that struck me that you were talking about is uh, after my mother-in-law passed away, mm-hmm. I had two right back-to-back experiences. And my ex-wife also had some experiences as well. I think you shared this. Yeah, keep going. I want to hear it again. And so one time, the first one, I was in a shower. You know, I don't think there's too much TMI here, but uh, <laughs> I had I had put shampoo in my hair. That's like my biggest fear if I was to stay at the Franklin Castle. Right. I would never want to go to the bathroom ever. Like, no. Oh, it's there. very it's very relieving. It's 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 a wonderful experience. Is it? have to do it three times a day. It's fantastic. It's good. So I had just put shampoo in my hair, and you know how the suds start getting in your eyes and all this kind of stuff. But I felt a, an energy, and I'm like, oh man, what's going on? You know, I just kind of felt a presence, and uh, as I was like feeling this, it amped up so heavy that I I flinched out of the way. I moved three feet out of the mm. way. You know, kind of just like something happened, and the whole shower caddy thing fell down, hit the ground, like at the same exact moment. Mm. And coincidence, maybe. Like within a week, uh, my sister-in-law was over, and my ex-wife and I were all in the living room talking. And we had just poured some drinks, but there was a drink left on the stove, and. All of a sudden, we're mid-conversation, and the glass just shattered. Just shattered in mid Oh, jeez. Yeah. I see. <laughs> so it's just a weird coincidence. And it wasn't like a glass-top stove that, you know, the heat could have been on. Just it don't was... just shatter on their own. Right. The bottoms of glasses so, don't just break on their own. Right. It's, it's, an old, it's an old shot glass. It just shattered on its own because it right. was old. Into a gazillion yeah. pieces. I mean, just disintegrated. So was, what I get from this is that ghosts don't like drinks. They don't like drinks. <laughs> Apparently they don't. Yeah, that's it. They don't want to compete with the spirits in our glass. I think it was related to what you were glass. talking about or something. Like, were you guys talking about something heavy or? Yeah. Like, I, I, like the Ghostbusters reference, you if, know, where they're getting angry? When it, you know, it does. It actually reminded me of the movie Ghost a lot where they're frustrated. They can't communicate with the people around. And mm. and that, that was the energy or the vibe mm. that I would feel. It's a good flick. I haven't seen that one in a while. It was yeah. a good flick. <laughs> But you know how when, when a parent dies, you talk about them a lot during during the next several weeks. And so I'm sure the conversation had mentioned her, and I, and I do think that was just her trying to make a, wanting to communicate, not that it was an evil thing, but it was, uh, it was definitely a scary thing. We were all, right. all got goosebumps. So I'm fascinated by the idea that they can linger and exist between the physical and their, whatever yeah. their realm is, Okay. I've never I've had an indirect experience. So we used to live in Lakewood in this huge uh Victorian right on Detroit and pretty much west west 17th. It was Ridgewood mm-hmm. and Detroit. They put new condos up next to this uh, house now. I don't know the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a nice neighborhood. And it used to be just one home and we rented out uh the newly renovated Parts that used to be the servant quarters. Well, it was just me, Jen, at the time when we first moved in. We loved it, but we lived in the servants' part of the old house. Hmm. Um, we had one or two kids at the time. I don't remember for sure, but anyways, nothing ever happened weird when we were there. But one time we had left, we'd gone out, and we came back. We're going through our messages, and our landlord's house or her kitchen, where they sat and they ate. Uh, it was right next to our, our kitchen where we came in. And they were sitting there at the time when we were gone. And they knew that we had left. And they're sitting there at their table. And she said that they freaked out because you're all sitting at their table. And it sounded like a truck was coming through their kitchen door, through their kitchen wall, as they were all experiencing dinner there together. And mm-hmm. so she called immediately Thinking all all we, the kids, they all heard it? Everyone heard it. Her husband, her, the kids, they all experienced it. It's like, boom. It was just like, and they helped, They heard stuff fall between the walls, maybe hmm. rubble. It was an old building. It was just like this loud noise. She immediately Sorry. picked up the phone and called us thinking we were there, left a message for us like, hey, I'm not sure if anyone's there right now, but it sounded like a truck or something. Those were her exact words. It was coming through our kitchen wall. Just want to make sure everything is okay, that kind of thing. And, you know, I mean, it, it was just a very weird experience. When we got home, nothing was out of place. Nothing was weird. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, what so, was it, though, huh? 
but I, you know, I can relate to Aaron's experience that I've, I've, and I have so many family experiences that have dealt with the supernatural, but I've never personally felt it yeah. or experienced. It's always been indirect. I wish. Yeah. Again, I blame the garlic. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what it is. I feel like some people, like maybe like you were saying, Bill, like some people need to see certain things at a certain point in their lives. Sometimes I feel like those people are, are more privileged in the sense because, you know, growing up in a <clears throat> religious household, I've heard a lot of stories and you want to experience some of those things to confirm everything you were taught. Right. Yeah. I, I, I can never get that. I wonder about that sometimes too, though, because, uh, St. Padre Pio, mm. um, oh, yes. you know, modern saint, great, a great saint died, you know, within the last hundred years, uh, great saint of the uh, Catholic church real quick, before we move on to this next part of this story, here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Gumby here from Bible Over Brews. Are you looking to get some editing done in your podcast? Maybe you don't have the hours or time it takes to edit your content, but you still need to get it done. Maybe you need a customized track or a song for your podcast or your next project without having to worry about copyright issues. Well, look no further than soulworkmusic.com, where this footwork is done for you. I'll get that editing post-production work done right for you or create you that customized song that fits your project or podcast to help support your life's work. If this sounds like what you need, reach out to me at soulworkmusic.com. Again, at soulworkmusic.com. And remember, there's nothing taboo over brew. Yeah, I was going to say, he could see the spirit realm. And when he was younger, he didn't know that others didn't. Like, Hmm. people came up where they would walk up to him and say, who are you talking to? He's like, well, I'm talking to my guardian angel, right? And then he was actually caught talking to other people's guardian angels. And then that's when it dawned on him when somebody, when they asked him, who are you looking at? That's when it dawned on him. Well, oh, wait, well, they can't see them. And uh, they asked him one time, they said, if you could do this over again, would you want to see these things? And he said, no. He said, the thing, he said, once you see them, they're always present. And he said, the demons are so prevalent across the world that if you could see them, they blot out the sun. He's like, they're everywhere. So it's, wow. yeah. It's That's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think of the, you know, Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis. Yeah. That they, they had some unfinished business and to the willing and available person their spirit or their mind that were open, that person could help, you know, help them do whatever it is that they need to do. I, that's mm. the only rationale I could come up with, like as why certain people can, but I may go in Franklin's castle and never experience anything. A lot of people don't. Um, and that's, that's something that really gets me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and exactly. it's like, we'll laugh at that one because, uh, a lot of people will come over expecting something to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, uh, as uh, Franklin Castle is my best. That's my best litmus test right there is is the castle. Is, is like, this is what I base most everything on. I mean, I've been other places. Prospect Place, I think uh, uh, Mansfield Reformatory. I don't know how many places you guys would have been, been to. to Agora. Yeah, I heard Agora, Agora Theater is haunted. Uh, the Agora, I heard that too. Um, I I went to the Agora once to see Typo Negative a long time ago. It was a great concert. It was. Didn't happen anything. And it was in the middle of a, of a snowstorm in the early 90s. So there were maybe about 75 people there. So you oh, could see Typo oh, Negative with only right. about 75 to 100 people. Like they away from sold. Steel, right? Yeah, they sold hundreds upon hundreds of tickets and nobody showed up because it was in the middle of a blizzard. Um, so great place. So that that was at least a great experience. But I use a, yeah, I use the castle as my litmus, uh, litmus test. Sorry, that's the word I'm looking for. And um, I've had experiences in numerous places, but things as far as the castle goes, I tell people, we have things that happen here as frequently as every five minutes Mm. and as infrequently as every five weeks. Mm. And I'm sure that's probably true across the board. They like to call the Franklin Castle the most haunted house in Cleveland. I used, you guys can't see me at home, okay? I'm I'm using finger quotes, okay, when I said that. Um, what makes it the most haunted house in Ohio? Um, 
if you've ever seen a dead poet society, what makes a poem a good poem? Does it have good meter? Does it have good rhyme? If it's high on the meter and low on the rhyme, it's down here. If it's high on the meter and high on the rhyme. It's a superior poem and it's up here. So what is it? Is it uh, the intensity of the paranormal event versus the frequency of the event? If mm. it happens every 10 minutes and it's scary as all hell, it's up here. If it happens every two weeks and not that scary, it's down here. I'm like, what are they? What is there a scale of this? <laughs> is this how they judge the most haunted? Now there is. No, I think it's the most. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe there is. It. Yeah, maybe right I now. just invented it right now. <laughs> so, okay. so maybe it's the most notoriously known book? haunted house <laughs> in Ohio. Uh, or the most well-known haunted house in Ohio might be a better way to say it. Uh, some uh, a group of kids uh, uh, from somewhere south of here. Well, I think everywhere is south of here. Right. Um, <laughs> we're, we're northern Ohio. Is a Mudville <laughs> mansion. They're like, oh, it's the most haunted house in Ohio. They invented that story a year before they knocked the house down. It uh, never was known shut as. Shut up. Yeah, I know. I heard about Quitters. that. They're like, oh, Mudville mansion. It's an abandoned house in central Ohio. That's great. And they're ne- knocking it down right now. It's the most haunted house in yeah. Ohio. Please yeah, because, keep that up. Because you said it and is. And you live there. <laughs> right. The yeah. house, house had been derelict for years, and they just suddenly, a year before they knock it down, it's the most haunted house in Ohio. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, sure it is. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, says who? Says you. Well, okay, well, this place has been haunted since the 19th, well, 19 teens. Uh, so over 100 years, but... Um, no, notably known since the 1960s. So, I, yeah, there is no scale, though, out there to make what's the most haunted, this or that. So, But what I really, what really grinds my gears, I said it there. God, I've been using that term all week. So that's my brother <laughs> and his uh, fiance Emma. Um, is when someone, one of these teams comes, this shows his professional ghost show, professional. Again, I did air quotes again, folks. Um <laughs> Come in and say they they make it look like they're there for one night. If you've ever been at a filming of one of these shows, I won't single out. I've I've been to a few of them, um, and I've been on a few. Um, they mostly make it look like they're there for one night. They're really there for about four or five, three between three and five is what they're normally there for. Uh, and they do they got about a week's worth of filming for B roll pickup interviews and then the actual investigation goes on for about three nights or so but not the entire night they're not there till dawn most teams are not some some are really there like for a whole 48 72 hour period that's one team that does that um and what really god what really pisses me off though is after their time while we were here and uh uh, nothing and they make it look like they were only there for a few hours but we didn't have anything happen to us so we don't think your house is haunted <laughs> piss off okay I, that's all i can say is piss off um i'm sorry it's like it's like if you walk into a place and you expect something to happen and nothing happens you're going to be leaving and nothing happened to you and you're like oh well we don't think your place is haunted because nothing happened to us you're going to go, you can piss up a rope. Okay. Yeah. Because it just, be, it's, you know what that tells me? It just simply means nothing happened while you were here. It's like, are, yeah. are you, uh, and this isn't, I doubt ghosts are excited to come and talk to yeah, uh, TV it, producers. Yeah. Can yeah. you please tell us your name? Can you give us a knock if you're here? Dead, Dead Rather's here? What's your, yeah. give us a knock twice if you're here. <laughs> knock three times if you're here. Yeah, that's great. Okay, yeah, they're not going to do that. They're not doing. They're, it's not Beetlejuice. They're not doing parlor tricks, for um, uh, Jeffrey Jones and yeah. Okay, all right. So <laughs> yeah. my point, uh, my point being, um, is that they don't they don't perform on command when you call. Now I did have I did have one night where uh, we did have a group that did come in and do a paranormal investigation, a ghost hunt of the Franklin Castle, and after they left, I had the worst time trying to get to sleep. Because I kept hearing. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Constant. They were pissed. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's knocking. And I'm like, okay, shut up. And I'm, I'm like, and I'm hearing this knocking. So, okay, I, I, I was email correspondence on Monday morning. Um, that was on a Saturday night. Let's see if it was Morse code. And, oh, Ooh. God, I should have jotted down, damn yeah. it. But it was so far between. It's like maybe it was very slow Morse code. It's yeah. like over the half an hour, I, I got A, B, 
two nine or what i don't even know what. I don't, are there numbers in morse code i probably not i don't know um so I, I'm, I'm like i'm like oh yeah oh and they're like oh yeah we had a great time thanks for you know that was great being over there it was wonderful and they're like oh but and then i'm like oh yeah by the way um yeah after you left i don't know if you got anything while you're here but i uh, had a lot of knocking noises right after you left like within 15 minutes of you leaving and they're like Okay, they're like, that's funny, because we kept saying, if there's anybody here, can you please make a knocking sound? Oh, and nothing man. would happen. <laughs> we did this for the next two hours. I'm like, oh, yeah, they just waited till you left, and that, that was kind of a cue, like, to, if the, if it is a conscious yeah. haunting, like, yeah, don't do that again. It just right. despite them. They just were to, like, they wait till they left, and they're like, it was more to, it was, it was, it was more to piss me off and say, <laughs> yeah, don't right? do that. Yeah. That's, don't Have you don't tried do a Ouija that. board? No, we, no, that's uh, is that too uh, deep? Is that yeah, too... we don't. Yeah, we uh, there's. You don't do that. The Franklin Castle. I mean, is, now I'm really okay, scared. Okay, so so <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Okay, officially, the Franklin Castle. It, it is a private residence. There are yeah. tenants. I'm one of them. Um, it is a private residence right now. It's not open to the public for. Uh, for public tours or for public ghost haunts, it's not a tourist attraction with like a regular set of hours of operation. So any of you guys listening at home, don't email us and say, hey, when can I take a tour? Don't hey, are up. you open tomorrow from 8 to 10? I want to come over and see that. No, don't do that. Okay. Um, we do on occasionally do like we will permit a private viewing or a group wants to come and do a private paranormal investigation. That's... All right, it's we'll, we'll take it. The owners will take it under consideration, okay? Things like that. And so, not, um, but there is a there is a list of things that they ask that you don't do. Um, and one of them, uh, is rituals no table tipping, no uh, uh, spiritual cleansings, no uh, uh, no Ouija boards. Uh, we have to live in this house, we don't want you bringing no mirroring or. Uh, wait, wait, rituals wait. like that. I've never heard of table tipping. Table tipping. This was a hoax Is thing that, that I saw, where <laughs> the, you move a table back and forth, and you can conjure spirits, and they oh, can okay. move the table so like around, <laughs> and it's like cow tipping only with a table. Oh, right. And it's and you can if you look really close, you can see the guy moving his foot underneath the table oh, like right. this, okay. And okay. making it move. I saw that with a uh, <laughs> with a UV uh, uh, or an infrared uh, camera at Prospect Place. I caught somebody doing that. And I'm I mean, like, that's super scary, your foot's though. moving the Why table. Why did they make that a rule that you uh, can't use a Ouija? No, no, there. we no, we ask no, because no, we live in the house, no. so we don't. But you can. You no, can. no, no, no. I don't no, use a Ouija board. We don't do no, things like that. There. You actually will piss um, them off. I yeah, I don't want to. Scary because as of I don't, point, I don't want violent. Okay, right. do you want to bring a Ouija board into your house or your kids' nope. room and nope. do nope. stuff like that? That's not. No, we, we don't want to dabble in that you sort of thing. It, you know, like, uh, <laughs> we, we, you know what, you know what blew my mind though. We did have, we did have one guy one time, and he was like, um, um. We, we do have this rules and regulations form that we will sit because if you're going to come over and be a visitor to our house, we ask this. That's things like don't post pictures online, you know, that's it's because we have people living there and that's an invasion of privacy, right, you know. Right. Um, but this one guy after uh, after I sent him this emailed him our rules and he's like, well, I'll have to respectfully decline. And I thought it was because he was one of these people that wants to post all over Facebook. I'm going to go to the Franklin castle and you're not in it. We get a lot of those people too. We're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're not, because we ask that you don't, you know, broadcast that you're, you know, cause it's a private visit. You're, mm-hmm. you're, we're, you're being welcomed into our home as a private guest. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, Oh, well, I don't want to, you know, they just want to brag to their friends that they're there and post pictures online. Yeah. This one guy, he's like, well, I have to respectfully decline. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, is there, which which rule is that? Oh, I said after reading your rules, I have to respectfully declare. So I'm like, oh, okay, sorry to hear that. Well, out of curiosity, which uh, which rule was it? It was the no smudging of uh, uh, sage in yeah. the house. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. I thought that was a good thing, though. Yeah, well, no, well, that drives away spirits or something, or it wards demons. Be it wards off spirits. We in my house. And really? I'm like, I'm like, well, no, we can't. We 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 don't allow that for a very good reason. He's like, well, f your reasons. I'm under constant attack from demonic forces, and I have to do this everywhere I go, or else I will be possessed by the most darkest of forces. And I'm like, okay, I don't want yeah. this guy coming in our yeah, house. Yeah, why would you um, want to come to begin with? 
the re- the, re- the reason that we don't allow uh, smudging in the house is simple. Uh, we have smoke detectors that are very sensitive, and they will go off and summon the Cleveland Fire Department, yeah. and we can't have you burning <laughs> incense under a smoke detector up here. Because we don't want the fire department showing up at the castle and saying, well, it, no, no, it's just some lunatic burning sage. We're, well, it, we got to check anyway. I'm going to come through the ceiling. Uh, yeah, that's it's very yeah. It, it, like you're saying. It is a private residence. It is, yeah, yeah. There are um, there are people who live in the house. I I don't believe I have ever talked about this until I brought the on the show now about mm-hmm. about spending, about how you know, we were on site and talking and stuff. Uh, I kind of held off publicly ever talking about it until you're here with me. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah. You did, yeah. You did come on and yeah, and thank you for yeah, yeah, holding off and yeah until now. That's. <laughs> They appreciate it, but um, yeah, it's it, it is a private residence. We do have people that live there. One, one of our other uh, residents is uh, uh, Zach Webb. He's a local artist uh, up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He's really he's a great artist. He's a he's a wonderful fella. So um, he's also there. So um, and the owners are there time to time. So um, but yeah, there yeah the the, the smudging of uh, sage. We ask that you don't do that because we don't want the fire department to show up. And yeah, there are some. Um, some things that people get a little freaky about, and they're like, "Well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, that's our blood orgies allowed. Kind of yeah, blood blood orgies, you know. Let me blood oranges are allowed. I, I will I will allow blood oranges. Okay. Blood orgies. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, believe it or not, we do have a rule: no sex in the castle. That's yeah. if you're if you're conducting a paranormal investigation or some sort of ghost on yeah, you're not allowed to have. You're it's not allowed to fornicate rule. in the castle. Believe it or not, that rule actually applies to me, not by choice. It's just it's just my my lot in life. I think because I'm single and that just uh. Yeah. If not, the the ghost will dissuade you not to right sure yeah they'll they'll anyone that comes over will be like no go away and then i actually did have a um my brother my brother's like dude you should tell every single girl out there that you live in the franklin castle you'll be getting trimmed left and right and i'm like i'm not gonna do that man that's terrible <laughs> like that's horrible it's an interesting like, angle but I'm, I'm like try. i'm like i'm not gonna do that no i'm like no i don't i don't want to get laid because of the house i live in like that's it'd be great awesome. to just you know get laid because of the charming person that i am or i'm a nice guy or hey he's cute you not because should. of hey baby i live in the Franklin. Like, no i'm not gonna do that he's like no, he's like you should totally do that he's like i'd be doing that non-stop yeah you'd be like sam indeed man. yeah I'm, I'm like no I, I can't i'm like i can't do that that's terrible i'm like the hell with anybody that does and i'm like no actually i did have a tell um a girl that i was dating that i did live there um and she came over took one look around said absolutely not uh we're done i am not going and I'm like, what? She's the like, I cannot. Of what this she's guy like, said. yeah. She's like, I cannot be here. I cannot be in this house. It's too freaky. I can't really? be. So I'm like, okay. So I do have to. So I found out the hard way. Now I do have to let somebody that I'm seeing or interested in seeing know where I do live, <laughs> because I don't want that two weeks into the relationship them finding out Things that I live well. there and being like, no f this. I'm not. I can't even spend a night here. Yeah. No yeah, way yeah. in hell. How the hell can you even live in this place? Well, and, not to mention, what if you show up with the girl? and you're passionately kissing all of a sudden there's yeah yeah that's the, that's the real gooch or it's like what the hell is your your housemate home no it's just the ghosts up in the attic right right <laughs> well yeah it's the ballroom oh, spirits <laughs> so is there a long term are you allowed to share is there a long term plan for this house currently right now it's uh, simply a um uh, private residence right now is the term. Uh, the 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 owners have thrown out a few ideas. I'm not allowed to uh, okay. say any of those How yet. How many apartments but, are there? Uh, well, well, it's still it's it's still just one house right now with a couple of, and that's the beauty of it. It's very compartmentalized. That while it is one house, uh, we can simply by closing a door, it can be its own space. Nice. That's the wonderful thing about nice. it. Like, but like my uh, uh, where I'm where I'm staying, like my part of the house has a door that opens from the kitchen into the front part of the rest of that floor, uh, and then I open the other door and it goes right out into the main hall with the staircases uh, where Zach lives downstairs. It's a room that goes out into the main part of the house. So it's just it's very uh, compartmentalized right now that it is one house, um, and we're all one part of one household. Uh, that it's not like apartment apartments like that. Gotcha. Uh, so, um, but it's just so well, it's just the way the house is built. I mean, that it could be so easily utilized into that. But right now the current plan is just right now, private residence. There are a few ideas out there and um, 
we'll all know them we'll as see, soon yeah. as they're made known. I, I really don't know a hundred percent of uh, what they're planning yet cool. either. So it's before, just before we wrap up, there's, yeah. a, there's a rumor. There's a rumor that there was, cause this Bible over Bruce. Mm. Yeah. There's a rumor that there was a, uh, a prohibition bar downstairs. Yeah. Yeah, there was. True? Yeah, kind of. Yes, there was. Not downstairs. Something was found downstairs, but there was, as I understand, a bar. Okay, so uh, during the Prohibition era, throughout the 20s and into the early 1930s, the house was owned this time by Bildungsverein Eintracht, which was a German singing society that had politically socialist leans. Now, uh, socialist then means different than what it means now, okay? Um, so... Just simply, all politics aside, it was a private club during the Prohibition era. Now, from what was, okay, historically, it was a first floor, second floor, third floor, and then a fourth floor. Okay. Today, they re- regard it as basement, first floor, second floor, attic. For historic pur- purposes, we'll, we'll use first, second, third, and fourth floor, okay? Um, the first floor and the second floor, the first floor is primarily where... The caretakers lived during this era. Big kitchen down there, big sitting room, a bedroom, and a um, yeah, the kitchen, and then a, like a washroom utility room sort of thing. Uh, so it's pretty much everything they needed. On the second floor was the great hall or the great room, which is still that big, very large room that has the two fantastic fireplaces in it and two bedrooms in the back that were, as I understand it, used for offices and plus the actual Glaston office. Above that, the third and the fourth floor, you had to get buzzed in. Hmm. There was a cage door going up the stairs, and you can see where the screws used to be to hold the cage door in place. You had to get buzzed in. You had to go up and hit a thing and and they would unlock the thing or somebody would unlock it and they would let you in third and fourth floor were restricted. So performances were given in the second floor in that great room. They knocked out the walls intentionally to make it into one big performance space. The group would sing up on the fourth floor. That was their practice space in the old ballroom upstairs. But the third floor, the back rooms, which are now currently my bedroom and my living room, they had card tables in there. The front rooms, though, which are now my kitchen slash Mr. Tiedemann's old original bedroom and the front sitting room, there used to be a bar up there and two pool tables. And there used to be fireplaces in those as well, marble fireplaces. There were oh. two. They're, they're down to one. We don't know what happened to one of them and went missing it sometime in the 1980s. Um, but there was a bar up there. It was a very large bar. It was not original to the house, but was a bar. Um it's removed by the Romano family some years later. Uh, there was some buckshot in the bar. And Mr. Romano was reported in a newspaper article in the 1960s as having dug a bunch of buckshot out of this bar. And he says, oh, this, there must have had some wild parties up here. This is what lent stories to a mass execution in a hidden room on the third floor. Of Nazis being gunned down in an execution. Yeah. Buckshot <laughs> in a bar. Now, also around the same time, in the 1960s, the original wooden floor down on the uh, first floor was rotted out. It had, it had rotted over the last 80 years or so. Um, so Mrs. Romano, uh, she had been previously married, and two of her sons from her first marriage, Ken and Bill Ockeltree, they were uh, down there and they were pulling floorboards and removing the original floor and putting a new floor in. And while they were replacing it, there used to be this wainscot paneling that went around the perimeter of that first floor of the main room. And while one of the Tree boys was pulling a board, one of the panels and just bashed, came down and bashed him on the head and threw him to the floor. And his brother runs over. Holy crap. He runs over. Yeah, picks up the board, throws it out of the way. Are you all right? And he's got a big old goose egg on his head and he's okay. He's, yeah, he's a little boofed up, but Hey, look inside, and on the other side of that panel, there's a hidden room. What do they find in that room? A giant poster of Karl Marx. Oh, wow. Oh. Up. Giant poster of Lenin, from what I was told. Now, I've only seen the poster of Marx. I've never seen the Lenin one. Uh, a giant collection of German socialist literature 
copies of Solidarität. And by the way, that happens to be the largest collection of German socialist literature in the United States they discovered that day. And what's sitting there in the middle of it under a tarp? A whiskey still. (laughs) An illegal whiskey still. Yes, they were, in fact, making their own alcohol during the Prohibition era. Now, when I interviewed a number of people while uh, John and I were writing the book, I did call, cold call, a number of people who were descendants of, I tracked down descendants of the people that did run the Eintracht Club. Wonderful thing about being a genealogist is you can do reverse genealogy and go down and track someone down and God willing, that's the number, and hopefully it works. Oh, hey, good. And they're like, and you, you tell, you share this with them, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, illegal liquor, yeah. <laughs> and they laugh about it, and they're like, I wouldn't doubt it one bit. And they're like, yep, those guys up on that, I remember having to get buzzed up there. And yeah, we're like, they're like, nope, keep moving, keep moving. You're not allowed to stop at this floor, keep going up to the wow. top floor. <laughs> and it was some funny stuff. Um, but yes, uh, there was some illegal. That's yeah, Liquor production. We we do have a funnel that was, as I understand, it was um, uh, left over from that uh, still set for bottling. So, and the owners, uh, it was given to me by a past owner. It was in a bag with some stuff, parts also of the still, and I give it to the current owners, so they have it now. So awesome. Yeah, Bill, thank you mm. so much. Thank you. So thanks for, thank, thanks for having me I'm, on. I'm hoping we can reserve you in the future for more stories. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Yes, I got a million some, more. Maybe some fun trips if we're going to meet you up on the island or that something. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah let's, right? let's do a broadcast from the beach or Illinois or something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Do my ghost walk up there. You guys are welcome to join me, of course, for that too. I so. think that would be integral to a, a trip up there. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Gumby, any thoughts? There's nothing taboo over brew. I appreciated everything tonight. It's a lot of fun. We could probably keep asking questions the whole night. <laughs> my my closing statement. This is a little bit morbid, but I'm setting it up now. If you if you happen to pass before me, all right, I'm driving past the Franklin Castle. I'm gonna scream your name. Just like flick a light on for me. <laughs> I'll do better than that. I'll, I'll flip the shutters up and down, yeah. up and down. I love messing with people that come over and take pictures of the house. I'll do that with the shutters. It, 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 it it's more is code. It's going to be George. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what? Oh, this has been great. I like your license plate, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. You know, I guess there's someone that uh, does a whole uh, um, uh, Instagram of uh, funny personalized license plates for the state of Ohio. Mine got featured in October. Nice. So Ooh. my license plate says H A U N T D, and then below it it says Putin Bay, because it's a Putin Bay license plate. It's got the Perry's Monument on it. It's supposed to say Haunted Putin Bay, which is <laughs> the name of a book and the ghost walk that I. <laughs> nice. If the car were black, I would do a Haunted Putin Bay ghost walk wrap on the hood. And yeah, it just. Okay. But it's red. And then close us down, and if you have anything you want to plug or let that everyone know, what, how how oh. can people get a hold of you, see your books? Yeah, uh, uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Don't call me, please. Uh, I, I got enough of that after uh, um, after Ghost Adventures was on. Oh, uh, here here's here's a great one. I don't know if you guys are aware. Uh, there's a show called The Holzer Files. Have you, have you guys familiar with this one? I have not watched yet. Okay, well this is okay. Doctor Hans Holzer uh, was a uh, one of the four running like paranormal investigators of the 20th century. He's the guy that really started the whole movement. He wrote a number of books, did radio appearances, TV appearances. He was the guy who started the paranormal investigative field. So his uh, daughter and a number of people associated with him have picked up his files and have been reinvestigating a number of places that he investigated. And they have a TV show. I believe it's in its second or third season now. It's called Holzer Files. And I think it's in a week or two, the episode on the Franklin Castle oh, yes. airs. Yes. One of the producers, he says, we're calling this Bill Krejci's Revenge because of the way. No. And it was a joke. I, I, I had talked to him numerous times before. Uh, and they uh, recently did another episode here in Cleveland on Mason oh. Court of a phantom hand that was reaching out of a cellar. And I, I helped them out a little bit with that. I did. I missed the Unfortunately, I missed the episode. I didn't get to see it. So I do want to see that episode still. But I did help them with some of the research and tracking down who at the time the, the the son of the family who at the time was two or three years old so i i really want to see that episode but they did come over they did do an episode on the franklin awesome. castle and uh while dr holzer never actually wrote about it they said we know why and there's so 
supposedly something very big, some big secret that's supposed to be revealed, and I can't wait to see what it is. Nice. So I'm really excited. So this shows the holes are filed. So we'll all get to see it, and uh, hopefully they don't do what Zag Baggins uh, insinuated that I'm possessed by the house, and <laughs> hopefully they don't take like answers. I said no to this question, and take the part where I said yes to that and put it there. Right. And yeah, don't yeah. I don't think they will. They seem they seem decent enough. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that episode. Plus, an episode that uh, you were on is also available on YouTube as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's also on, on Amazon, I think, right? Yeah, uh, the uh, of Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, it is. Yeah, I think, <laughs> right. I think you can all watch how I was completely misquoted and my answers were turned around. Um, <laughs> TV. I, you, you, know, you know what though? I was I was on uh, I, I was on Ghost Hunters uh, more than ten years ago, and all they did was simply just edit out forty minutes of the conversation. Oh. That's fine. They didn't make my answers not what I said. They all just right. simply edited out forty minutes of it. That's. So, okay. And, <laughs> hey, I made the special features of Ghost Hunters too, so that was a lot of fun. Awesome. So, and uh, if anything more comes along, I'm, I'm talking with I mentioned uh, uh, Jim Willis earlier, not on uh, not on the program, but someone you guys really need to talk to. Great guy. Um, we're 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 working on something. I'll tell you about after we get off the air. All okay? right. So Sounds something good. else we could talk about <laughs> later. All right. Well, thanks again All for right. having me on. Oh, thank you for coming on. And uh, make sure you check out Bible Over Brews at Patreon and every social network, including Facebook and Twitter. In fact, you can support us right at anchor.fm forward slash Bible Over Brews. Have a great night. Godspeed. Peace. Adios. See ya.